0: this is earspoon you're home for the stuff you're thinking anyway welcome to a
1: special edition of the earspoon we're covering voter suppression and how our president is using the postal service to assist in that effort today we're chatting with vermont's lone congressman peter welch who spent yesterday talking with Trump-appointed Postmaster General Louis DeJoy. I'm Fish, Congressman, welcome to The Earspoon. Thanks, Peter. Getting right into it, was there any one point out of all those testimonies yesterday that just surprised you the most? Is there any one point? Well,
0: What surprised me the most was his refusal uh, to say that he would reverse these changes that have done so much damage to the delivery of the mail. That was stunning to me uh, because obviously there's an enormous concern about ballots not being delivered. And they're so willing to compromise the vote that even though there is collateral damage, you know, like all our veterans get their medications through the post office and those medications have been delayed. And it's as though the Trump administration in their pursuit to slow down the delivery of those ballots, which means they wouldn't be counted. They're willing to have a lot of collateral damage, and that would be veterans who are depending on their medication. <clears throat> or those farmers out there we saw in the Midwest who ordered chickens through the mail, and maybe chicks were all dead when they arrived. Uh, so there's a kind of callousness and determination on the part of uh, President Trump, who's been very, very explicit that he's against mail-in voting. I mean, this is not us making it up or inferring things. No. This is about the president, in his own words, saying that there's massive fraud <clears throat> if you vote by mail. And that that's really upsetting. I mean, we in Vermont just had an election, and we had about 114,000 mail-in ballots. Everyone was secure. Every vote got counted. And the votes got counted on election day. We knew the outcome of that election right away. So this... Vermont has shown it can be done in a tribute to Secretary of State Condos for doing such a good job as well as all our town clerks. Right.
1: Well, interestingly enough, I am doing uh, as many town clerk interviews as I can within the county in which I reside, Wyndham County, just to talk about the procedures so that everybody knows in their specific town what those procedures are. And it does boil right down, at least here in the state of Vermont, right down to your town clerk. So nothing more secure the mail-in voting. Now, uh, DeJoy stated during, I believe, during your questioning that he doesn't believe uh, that the uh, Postal Service is a fraud. Yet, when you watch him shut down sorting machines, remove mailboxes, I mean, it just seems as though he is trying to turn it into a fraud. I, and and I, don't, I don't think anybody is surprised now to see one thing happen and then this administration say that didn't happen.
0: That's right. What he's saying is that he's trying to implement cost-saving measures, okay? Now, here's the question. These measures that he implemented, picking up mailboxes so you can't deliver in the blue box, uh, removing sorting machines that literally sort thousands and thousands of pieces of mail every hour, he's saying that'll have no impact. Well, obviously, it has had impact. And in fact, he acknowledged that there was slowness uh, in the mail that resulted in significant inconvenience for businesses and for individuals. So he acknowledged that, but said it had nothing to do with mail-in voting. On the other hand, do we believe that? Whether we believe it or we don't believe it doesn't really matter. What we know is that Mr. DeJoy uh, is a highly placed Republican donor. He's donated in the past four years $3.2 million. 1.2 Uh, 1.2 million to the Trump victory campaign. I think 1.3 to the Republican Party. And we also know that his boss. Uh, we know that President Trump is very determined to bend to his will and his desires. Any of our governmental institutions. So DeJoy says he's doing this for reason A, namely efficiency. Even though it's not particularly effective. But we know there's a reason B that President Trump is pushing, and that is to sabotage mail-in voting. So uh, bottom line here is that his job is to deliver the mail on time. That's really important for voters this year because with COVID, <coughs> mail-in voting is a safe way to do it. And we have to have confidence that our post office will get the ballots to the town clerks. Uh, but what I'm appalled at, beyond that, is their partisan political goals, the president, he's, whatever the collateral damage is, is insignificant to him. So chickens that arrive dead or prescriptions to veterans that never arrive at all or way delayed beyond when the veteran needs them, they're willing to pay that price. So it's very important that we had that hearing to call attention to what's going on at the postal service. And by the way, the Postal Service is a governmental institution that's about service. You know, it's not a private business. That's what DeJoy right. was in. We want to run it efficiently, just like a nonprofit should be run efficiently. But it's a service uh, that is really important, especially in rural uh, parts of the country, including Vermont.
1: Well, I think one of the points that I wanted to make, and, and thank you, it's a, a perfect segue into it, was that it is indeed a service, much like our military is a service. And it's yeah. re- is it really designed to make money
0: or provide a service? No, it's not designed to make money. Again, there's, a, there's two things here, okay? One is, is it a service or a business? Well, it is a service. It's not a profit-making entity uh, like, say, Amazon is, all right? Yeah. So they're wrong to impose these cost-cutting measures that are going to eviscerate the ability for you to get your prescription or for you to get your mail or for you to pay your bills. Now, all of us who are supporters of the post office want it to be efficient. And there are policies we can pursue that would help the post office be more efficient and you need good leadership to do that. But efficiency is one thing and that's important whether you're doing a nonprofit, something that is a service, or you're a for-profit. But bottom line here, the commitment has to be to make the, the postal service continue to provide the delivery of mail that we've counted on in this country since before it was even founded.
1: Yeah, we used to deliver mails on ponies, and it got there back when it was a service service. Um, how worried do, do do citizens need to be that this president is going to hijack this election? I mean, that that, of course, is 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 the bullet
0: point on this whole entire conversation. Well, you know, you've got to give President Trump this. He's explicit. Mm-hmm. This is not we're speculating what he wants to do. He's saying he is against mail in voting. And that is in this 2020 election something that we absolutely have to have for the health and safety of voters also what we've seen is in places where they've been having trouble like in Wisconsin there were lines that would take like 6 or 7 or 8 hours for people to vote well that's dangerous and you know that's a tough decision for somebody especially someone older who has some pre-existing conditions to be standing in crowds uh, for 6 hours At the risk of getting uh, COVID, uh, when in fact the smart move for a person in that situation would be to mail their vote in and plenty of time for it to be counted. So the president is doing two things: one, doing everything he can to discredit and and, and enfeeble mail-in voting. He's doing that. And number two, with his rhetoric, he's doing an advanced uh, uh, condemnation of the election outcome, saying the only there's only one explanation. If he loses, and that is the election was rigged, so he's setting it up to create discord about accepting the outcome of an honest election, Uh, and both of those are, in my view, they're a real threat to our democratic institutions.
1: Well, yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that whole thing, and and it does concern me. Now, uh, for for what I do on a day to day basis. Um, I, I got to know the basics, right? Just just in, in my job. Yeah. And I was really amused by um, by, by Katie Porter's uh, questioning um, that proved that this man knows absolutely nothing. I was shocked when he could actually come up with the cost of a first of a first class stamp at 55 cents that he couldn't answer the second question that it cost 35 cents to mail a postcard i can't remember the last time i mailed a postcard but i knew the answer to that question does what will it take for this level of kind of cronyism which is a something we haven't used since the bush era to to just stop i mean he just stacks these donors um, into these we, high-
0: he's The only thing that will stop it is that Joe Biden defeats him in the election. What president Trump again has been very clear about is that whether it's the intelligence agency, whether it's the attorney general's office, whether it's the courts, in this case, whether it's the post office, what he wants, he believes he's entitled to have. And what shows that more than almost anything else peter the re- the republican platform is that we support donald trump you know at the party conventions both parties spend a lot of time on the exercise that a lot of folks find boring but is actually important they put down in their platform a statement of principles principles that unite the people who are working for the candidates together and There's never been a party convention where we didn't have a party platform. Well, the party platform doesn't exist except a statement that we support Donald Trump. And it's really kind of Donald Trump right or wrong. So when he's been given that kind of cover by the convention delegates and by the the Republican senators and, uh, and, and, and representatives in Congress, he figures he's entitled to do whatever he wants for whatever reason he wants. So... You know, if it weren't joy, he'd find somebody else. You know what I mean? It's like, this is all about Donald Trump and his, his, in my view, abuse of authority as president of the United States and using it for his benefit, political narrow benefit as opposed to the public good.
1: Yeah. I saw an interesting statistic about the Postal Service that it employs nearly 40% uh, minority uh, and also about 20% of our, of our veterans. Right, um, and you know, I imagine some of those numbers uh, co-mingle. So it's just sort of interesting, once again, that that he would uh, would choose right. to attack this platform in a way that right. disrupt um, over and over again, though. Um, so uh, as long as I'm throwing out some numbers, um, and I don't know if you've seen this, and, and I found this, and I and I looked at it, and I, and I vetted it out. 1.3 billion Christmas cards are mailed. right no holiday season um and somehow the post office seems to handle those without fail Uh, some of it is up to us i mean you you can't mail your postcards on december 23rd in hopes that they will arrive in time for christmas so some of it does fall on us um why is it with that kind of with those kind of numbers out there that that he is well and is somewhat successfully and I, and i'm and i'm and i'm hoping upon hope that a majority of us really just kind of realize and call this out for the bs that it is why does he think that he can he can throw a few million votes out the out the window i mean is he really afraid that this is how he will
0: lose the election well, this is, this is all President Trump. <clears throat> Number one, yes. I mean, it's clear that, again, without evidence, he thinks that the more people who vote, and that would include a lot of black and brown people, <clears throat> the more likely, <clears throat> pardon me, the more likely he is to lose. He believes that. There's no evidence, by the way, uh, that mail-in voting favors one party over the other. It's a convenience. And keep in mind, Donald Trump voted by mail. Yeah, the Postmaster yep. General, I think, is voting by mail. Mm-hmm. Um, I voted by mail, and I did it uh, for the same reasons I think a lot of Vermonters did, and and that is it was really convenient. And of course, our Secretary of State made it easy. Uh, you could just request that mail-in ballot, it would be mailed to you, and then you'd mail it back. It was really simple. And isn't it a great thing <clears throat> when we make uh, voting easy? So the President has this notion that if we make it too easy and too many people who are entitled to vote do vote, he'll lose. He's come to that conclusion. By the way, I think he's right. Um, I think the more people that will vote, he'll lose again the popular vote, but also the electoral college. But the other thing that he's doing, that's really consistent with his approach on lots of things throughout his administration is he's tearing down the institution of the post office so for a while he was tearing down the attorney general's office or the fbi or the intelligence community well now his target is the post office and that constant uh uh that constant uh demeaning of our institutions that are really important for our society uh is not an indication of presidential leadership it's really an indication of presidential desperation uh so it's the playbook that the president has attack the institution and discredit the outcome.
1: Right. So uh, let's assume you can't do this all by yourself. I mean, what can folks in Vermont do to, um, to, to assist uh, assist Peter Welch in his fight?
0: Well, this is all our fight. And the best thing each of us can do is however you vote, if you're going to go to the polls fine, you know, you'll be able to show up and we're going to be confident you can vote. But if you're going to vote by mail, <clears throat> do it early. I mean, send that Christmas card um, early. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Postpone that pre-Christmas party and get that, get that in the mail. Yeah. Well, that, or, it, or better yet, you know what, if you can't, you can drop that off. At your local town clerk's, you know, you you get the ballot sent to you. You fill it out, you put it in the envelope, but you can bring it down and deposit it. Then you're a hundred percent sure that it's in the hands of somebody on our side. And when I say our side, I mean the voter side, whether you're voting for or against uh, Biden or Trump. But you want to have confidence: the vote you cast will be counted. So the me-
1: the message is when you get it, don't put it on the coffee table. Don't make it into a poster. <laughs> just that's right. Get it. It
0: won't right. mail itself, exactly. and we can't blame Donald Trump for that.
1: No, that's true. Um, so uh, meanwhile, back at the pandemic, because uh, <laughs> there is still that going on, um, people are still hurt, hurting. They're still frightened. Um, what measures are being taken right now for, for financial assistance for people? And we're and, and speaking more towards the continuation of the CARES Act and things like that.
0: Well, let me be blunt nothing. I know. It's outrageous. I mean, as you know, <clears throat> the House did pass the $3 trillion bill. It would continue unemployment, it would provide another $1,200 check, it would provide continued relief to our small businesses that are struggling. In our small businesses, like our restaurants, <coughs> our performance venues, our nonprofits, uh, uh, those are really hanging on by their fingernails, and they need help. And we have in the House bill help to help businesses, individuals, folks who are unemployed, and provide medical assistance. <coughs> the Senate won't take it up. It's been three months since we passed it, and Mitch McConnell literally won't even convene the Senate to hear on it. And that is really harmful to individuals, because, you know, this is going to linger a while, and we can't let all those businesses sink forever, because we just, that'll hurt us in the long run, economically, as well as inflict enormous pain on a lot of individuals. And I think that's especially important that we act now, because we're at that moment where parents are absolutely struggling with What's happening with our schools? Can our kids go back? And that is a really challenging uh, transition to make, have our kids safely back in school. Our kids need to be there if they can be there safely, and our parents need them to be there. So the idea that the Senate under Mitch McConnell won't even be in session to negotiate the differences between an ambitious House bill and whatever it is the Senate wants to propose is really appalling. You know we started out on the right track right this was a huge fiscal shock we had the federal reserve prop up the credit markets that was important and they acted and we had congress the house and the senate republicans and democrats do the initial of massive fiscal response that was good but we cannot stop now the virus is still here so i am really appalled uh, but powerless individually to make Mitch McConnell
1: uh, do his job. Oh, he is! Uh, I, I can't even. I, and and I asked that question, uh, knowing that the response that I was going to get, and 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 um, just wanted to let people know that it's not for lack of Congress. I mean, what, when you you went and you just passed a bill on the uh, in Congress that had a lot of bipartisan support when it came. Right. To, to the um, to to the Postal Service. Right. I'm assuming that it had a lot of bipartisan support when it came to the CARES Act. So
0: uh, well, the CARES Act, we had almost unanimous support when we when we passed the HEROES Act, which is the one that Senator McConnell won't take up. We crossed that line from that rare but really important bipartisanship back into the slugfest on partisanship. The Republicans didn't support that bill. Uh, you know, and Pelosi's been very clear that she's willing to negotiate. It was a $3 trillion package. We're willing to bring that number down. But we really have to help some of these families who continue to be unemployed. We have the highest unemployment rate, Peter, as you know, since the okay. Great Depression. I mean, this is worse than that Great Recession in 08 and 09. And uh, the challenges for our schools and the parents who have kids going to schools, these things are real and immediate. And Congress has to, has to, has to act and it's really in the power of mitch McConnell whether we do or don't uh because of that upside down way they run the senate
1: yeah and it it, it clearly is um it, it clearly is a a situation where they are completely echoing um the the trump administration and the way they 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 want to run this country which is uh, right becoming more and more over uh, a thing where you can just say they want to run it into the ground. And I don't know who that benefits at the end of the day. Right, Congressman, I'm I'm going to let you go unless there's something that um, there, there's something that you feel we missed that uh, you'd like to get out there.
0: No, you covered it. it's really good to be with you, Peter. I, I appreciate what you're doing to keep uh, people informed. It's very important, especially now. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Take for care. Time. All right. Bye bye. That closes out another episode of The Ear Spoon, brought to you by your fine coffee roasters known as Mocha Joes. For more podcasts and more information from The Ear Spoon, go to TheEarspoon.com.
0: More at TheEarspoon.com.